listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Uh-huh. I'm Did it again, niggas. I'm <laughs> Fucked up, right? <laughs> I know. I know what y'all niggas asking yourself. Is it gonna ever fall off? No. A lot of speculation on the monies I've made, honeys I've slayed. How is he for real? Is that nigga really paid? Hustlers I've met or dealt with direct. Is it true he stayed in beef and slept with a tech? With the position you hold, can you really match a triple platinum artist? Buck by buck, but only a single going gold. Rockefeller shit fold, and you left out in the cold. Is it back to charging motherfuckers 11 for a hoe? For the millionth time, asking me questions like Wendy Williams harassing me. They get upset when I catch feelings. Can I get a minute to breathe? And in that minute you leave. While I'm looking at my roll, ice spinning on my sleeve. Ugh, nice watch. Do you really have a spot? Like you said, a friend of foe, and if so, what block? What you doing in LA with Filipinos and essays, Latinos and Chevys down by Pico with Federico? I answer all your questions, but then y'all got to go. Now, the question I ask you is how bad you want to know? Black! Style. Motherfuckers can't rhyme no more About crime no more To I'm no more Cause I'm so raw My flow exposed holes that they find in yours Wasn't for me Niggas still be dying for whores But I hate when a nigga sit back Admiring yours Young blood, you better get that We fry because Niggas don't wanna be confined to riding an iron horse And don't listen to the rappers, yo, they dying the floors I used to be OT, applying the force Shoot up the whole block, then the iron I toss Come back with the click playing, Diana Ross I'm the boss, and this is how it's gonna be Burnt the turnpike, wild mouths on the V I got mouths to feed, till they put flowers on me And kiss my cold cheek Chicks crying like I was cold cheeks Tombstone read, he was holding, no leaks Started from the crack game, and then so sweet, freaked it to the rap game. Jigger the OG on MTV, telling them how I so D. And used to bag work about of apartment 4B. Me and my homie started out Cody's. Picked the mailbox lock, cause I ain't have no key. Hey yo, who wanna pull a fight for a long time no hear from? Suckers walk around talking about they could get some with their pop is non cipher. No can do. And if you thinking I'm a dope, then ask the other crew when I proceed to next know exactly how to flow. I'm not a long doctor, so just step off with your hoe. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod Ed. Karen. And we're back Saturday morning. Feedback time, y'all. Yes, we is. We is back in the house. And I would like to say, uh, fuck you, camera. Um, I just want to say that because... The camera won't work like the other camera won't work. I don't know what the fuck's going on, and I ain't want to interrupt you because I knew you was doing the doing the pre stuff. But yeah, fuck you, camera. Yeah, um, we'll work it out, I guess, after the show. Uh, hopefully, that camera didn't break it like the other one. Um, you know, I was trying back here. I'll try hard. <laughs> yeah, we might just have to reboot the computer. We'll we'll stay after the show and see if we can get it working again. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, live podcasting, y'all. So sometimes that shit happens. Uh, this show here is for all the fans, all the people that listen to the show throughout the week and decided to retweet us and, uh, email us and write, write, write in and leave voicemails and yes. all that good stuff that Thank you, everybody. lets us know that you, uh, you know, care about the show and that you care what's going on and you want to have your voices heard. Um, anticipating a kind of a, long feedback show because we had a lot of feedback today um it was feedbacking 
yeah yeah you know a lot of people didn't get their voicemails played last week because oh yeah we, we lost all those voicemails so i guess people call back and left uh new voicemails and things of that nature um so thank you to people that do that um yes you know i know it's not uh the easiest thing in the world and uh you know it sucks when your shit gets deleted um yeah, but we, we didn't do it on purpose i promise you yeah but you know the show goes on the show goes on um i guess first things first let's thank the people who actually put in on this everybody that gave money 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 y'all antonio a with a donation one-time donation thank you very much we appreciate it antonio we do uh april t she hit us with the recurring donation uh thank you very much uh april we'll thank see you, you next month we um, sure will. very kind of you very kind of you um herb hit us with the recurring donation i'm gonna call him herb he might not like that maybe he'll stop donating but i like herb man yes we need do. more herbs in the world we do herb that's a good name people don't respect it's it strong name you know what else i was thinking today i've never met an old man named jordan first name jordan no no, like, no, no. Only, what happens to that name like are kids named jordan and then they just grow up and they stop going by that like what happens i i don't, I don't think anybody you know 45 and up is named jordan you know most mm. you know most unless you michael jordan who you know first name jordan accounts. first name jordan oh my, my bad that's last name jordan i'm sorry yeah, i don't think i know oh, anybody who's no, first no. goes by the first name jordan that's over like 35 no shit 30 i don't i only know little kids named jordan mm-hmm. yeah that that wasn't a cool name you know hmm. they were naming people the oldest back in them days <laughs> uh jeremy uh jeremy r he hit us with the recurring donation uh thanks jay rich appreciate it man one of my favorite uh dunk contest participants man i really think it was underrated how you did the reverse 360 and the ball from behind uh windmill i know right alicia christiani thank you very much recurring donation all the way from italia um uh acclaimed uh writer and uh author ma gray yes gray, thank you very much we thank you um uh we appreciate it i'm sure he's coming out with another excellent novel soon oh yeah i would like a free copy sir yep tabitha <laughs> Tabitha M, recurring donation. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, Shirley Huang Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Recurring donation. Thank you yep. very much. Your hood lawyer. Mm-hmm. One of the most, uh, ratchet lawyers on the internet. Um, but, uh, in a good way. In a good way, y'all. Uh, Michelle W, she hit us with the recurring donation. Thank you very much. She's always liking our post on Facebook and stuff. Um, thank you you know thank you sweetie chandra g or chandra g i'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it so take the right one and forget about the the one that's that's whack uh, but, <laughs> uh thank you very much for your current donation we appreciate it um you're really looking out thanks to everybody who donated this week yep, yep, um, y'all you know you didn't give 10 percent to the lord but you definitely gave us some and you and hopefully you're still tipping people so that, oh, yeah, that's tip good them people um also uh let's see what else we got itunes reviews you want to do those next let's do it son <clears throat> all right um i think i may have read this one already but it's short so i'll read it again queen tati oh wait no i definitely read this one the one where jay projects wrote about tatiana yes. uh being on the show he left a five-star review just to give her props that was nice of him uh uh, so let me go to the next one. Great show, five stars by Dub at Dub Nation 17. What an awesome show. You guys are the inspiration behind our own podcast. Keep up the phenomenal work and check us out at Dub and the Bear. So, like I said, you can even get an ad on the show through 
you know through the itunes review i don't know i'm tell y'all that people ain't taking advantage of it i know and you would get it on the air because i'm trying to tell you when you add us and tweet us and post us i ain't gonna lie i don't remember everybody and i can't oh yeah not just that i'll start up ignore you sometimes like people hit me up like hey man check out my podcast i'll be like eh, i already got 75 podcasts saved on my shit so. i know my, my stitch is like brand new 58 shit I gotta get through the mugs. Right. It's not like the podcast I listen to already that I'm behind on. Stop putting out shows. I know it's so. So it's like, you know, unfortunately, I'm kind of stuck where I am and uh, I enjoy those shows and I'm not going to miss those. So, you know, and I'm not putting the Kendrick Lamar down yet, people. I'm sorry. I'm not. I clear. I got days where I rock Kendrick Lamar all damn day. But like, shit, now I got to catch up. I'm 18 episodes behind on Brandon now. Damn it. We the best. Five stars by Angela F. Last show goes down in history. All star team. Now that's February sixth, so that must mean she's talking about the show H two O Kev and Brandon and uh Chris, the other members of the NWFO niggas with fucked up opinions. And uh yeah, it it was a fun show, man. We had a good time and uh got a little real, but it was uh definitely deserved. Yes. And uh I I really want to take time out actually um before we even get on to that to thank uh the fans who reached out to kev all throughout the week man like we get ratchet here we make a lot of jokes you know the motto is nothing's wrong if it's funny and we'll laugh at just about anything." anything um and it was actually really cool to see that uh our fans are as sophisticated as i give them credit for being in my mind you know like it's not um uh, like a lot of times, I think what happens is <clears throat> these shows will do a certain show and then there's no nuance to it. There's no complication within their, uh, fan base. There's no, like, they, it's like, hey, I'm here for the fart jokes. But it's like, you know, when you have a real moment like that, it's actually cool to know that people aren't just stuck on ratchet and, you know. Yeah, they're very understanding and have right. compassion. So, yeah, I think if anybody that reached out to Kev and said anything on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. We thank you. Thank you, man. That's real. That was real cool of y'all, man. Cause, uh, you know, not that it was something where, uh, he should feel bad or something, but I felt like he felt some kind of way about being emotional on the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, honestly, I would like to erase that type of stigma, man. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not. Know? Uh, and, and we can still be laughing five minutes later. It's not, I know it's so. uh, the end of the world. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I appreciate y'all. Um, <clears throat> Dune Dragon says, too much of a good thing. Five stars. This podcast is proof that you can have too much of a good thing. Karen and Rob <laughs> give out eight to nine hours a week of free funny, which has made me cut out listening to many other podcasts. I'm a conservative person, but can set my opinions aside to bask in the ratchetness. So if you can laugh at yourself as well as some of the funniest racist stereotype jokes ever, this podcast is for you. Yours truly, one who eats a bean pie while sending you an email on how I need your assistance so I can withdraw a princely sum of money for my late dictator's father's bank account, (laughs) a.k.a. Abdul. So. <laughs> Thank you, Abdul. We appreciate it, man. Why you ain't put that in caps lock, son? Yeah, that's you know, the only you gotta thing. be yelling at us. It wasn't authentic enough. Mm. Um, you ain't yelling. How we know it's real? <laughs> right, right. It could be a fake African uh, email. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we'll do the comments on the show first. Uh, okay. Comments and on the polls too. You just go to theblackouttips.com. Each episode has its own post. Uh, while you're at theblackouttips.com, you can put your email there and actually subscribe. 
so you can subscribe to the page and every time there's an update you'll just get an email and you can either download the show from there listen live from there stream it um a bunch of stuff that you can do right from that link in the email right but also you can click that link go to the page and leave comments on each episode or vote in the polls uh and it's a pretty big deal you know when people do that we appreciate everybody that does take the time out to do it we do um so episode 418 wait actually we had a feedback episode episode 417 Mm -hmm. something to hope for uh it was a feedback episode and the poll was uh will guns ever be banned nationally you know, because I was thinking, you know, I think that is probably where we would have to go for people to really uh, cut down on some of the violence. And I don't think I think it's too late that that ship is sailed. Um, and the poll was two percent of people say, yes, guns will be banned nationally at some point. And 98 percent of people said no. So that may be our highest amount of no differences like, ever of one answer ever. <laughs> yes. Uh, T. Dave said gun ownership is too ingrained in the U.S. culture. People feel it is a right to own a gun. Uh, and I agree. It doesn't even matter what the Second Amendment sta- says. Doesn't matter how it's framed or worded. People have just turned it into Second Amendment equal having a gun. So it doesn't matter about times of war and militias and. Any of that shit is, hey, I can have a gun, nigga. That's it. That's all that matters. Mo underscore Reese says the debate about guns won't end anytime soon. The government can make up all the laws they want about strict gun control, and those weapons will still end up in the wrong hands. Also, those that support the Second Amendment have in the past and will continue to put up a fight about it. Yeah. No one's going to let it go, man. It's like the abortion thing where no one even wants to give an inch because they feel like that's a tactic to get my gun or you know whatever so that it's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. uh episode 418 rg3 won rookie of the year what nigga what um where we had chris kev and uh uh brandon on the nwfo and we talked about all kinds of stuff yes we did we had comments on the episode mo underscore reese says great show as always a few things is way too many hidden messages in the old school music because uh, we broke down some old school music at the beginning of the show. and Yeah, introducing y'all to some of that old school music that some of y'all might not have been um, introduced to, you know, because y'all don't have, you know, grandmas rocking it at the fish fry. Yeah, the Otis and Clarence Carter and all these people. Uh, RG3000 won Rookie of the Year. Who knew? Uh, number three, I wanted to go into social work, but also hear, after hearing Kev's story, I may alter that decision. Um, yeah, I can see how it would be discouraging, but that's why you really need to know that you're committed to doing that, you know? Uh, and like I said, it's sad that people want to strip the money out of those, um, positions Mm -hmm. because you're going to get people that aren't committed that are just pushing paper who are like, Hey man, I just need a paycheck. Yep. Number four, hashtag free crunk bear. And number five, how about those Ravens? All right. Clout2K says, I wanted to chime in on the LeBron getting paid issue. No one mentioned that he purposely took less money to a team up to team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. Actually, did. we I did mention yeah, that. You did. Uh, I hope this isn't going to be one of those emails where I had to be like, no, but I said, remember when I said this and remember, because I feel <laughs> I like remember you said that. Yeah, I feel like people just like hear a couple of sentences and just go on these long ass rants. This is a long email. And it's like, but we talked about all this. But it's like, I just want to say it too, you know. Anyway, <clears throat> the salary cap for basketball is bullshit, though. 
and i didn't find lebron's comments offensive or anything like that but the fact is his salary as it is right now isn't capped he did that to himself that's not true what he was saying because you're taking it out of context he didn't say my salary is capped and that's it uh and and he said that the reason there is no amount of money under the salary cap that any team could pay him and uh actually player. give him the benefit of what he is worth that's not mm. he's not talking about his current contract he's talking about any contract in the NBA period yes sir and that's because at this point LeBron James doesn't just make money for the Miami Heat. He makes money for the the NBA. NBA. And it's a completely different level of notoriety and uh, whatnot. That's what he's saying. And people don't like to hear that shit. They don't want to hear an athlete that knows his fucking value. And knows his worth. And says, yeah, I know I'm rich. I know I'm richer than you, Mr. Guy, buying a beer and shit. But guess what? I actually should be even richer than this if, if it was possible to pay me. It's just not. And I accept that, and that's fine. I rather win. I want to win, and that's why I took less money. And people still don't want to give me props for the fact I took less money. Anyway, uh, the funny thing is, all this max salary talk got sports, got local sports owner talk shows. Bed, wait, local sports. Oh, got local sports talk shows backpedaling like shit. All of a sudden, these dudes is talking about what if LeBron came back to Cleveland? Shaking my head, these niggas. Although he would get max money definitely coming here, he could get that anywhere and possibly another ring. Something uh he would not he would have not something would have not chance he would have not chanced okay. Something he would have not chanced at getting in Cleveland unless he get a big three situation like him, Kyrie, and another free agent with his contract is up. That shit is pie in the sky. Oh, he's never coming back to Cleveland. Oh no, that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, as long as y'all had an owner and y'all will have that owner forever Ever. yeah uh, and, and he's he, never gonna work for him again never 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 because i'm trying to tell you the way he was talking what 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 uh he let the slave go free and then he yeah, got right. mad and won't want to beat him when he come back you think he gonna be treating him right nope yeah so uh i i really don't um i don't think that'll be an issue no uh so. he like he owned lebron no yeah uh, just to clarify, I don't like the decision because that meant the cast wasn't going to be watchable that year. I saw uh, LeBron leaving a mile away, and so did most people who don't have their heads up their asses. All I got to say about that is anyone else listening to the show from Cleveland should enjoy Kyrie while he's still wearing the Cavs jersey. Also, Karen made a good point with the jealousy involved and the hate of the decision. I see a lot of that in the conversation that I had after it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, that point y'all made about intelligence required to play baseball versus football versus basketball was the fucking truth. Baseball, unless you are a pitcher or a catcher, is just hit the ball, run, catch, throw, catch ball, throw. Uh, versus learning and executing plays, winning defense and offense while performing a contact sport. But basketball and football got the salary cap though, huh? Yeah, um, here's the other thing about that that I'm trying to say. It's not just the complexity of the game. I'm sure baseball is a very complex game with different yeah, strategies of and course. stuff. I, I don't want to de- de- demean those, Mm-mm. those athletes. Nope. What I'm saying is society views the athletes as, as smarter, better people, more well-rounded people and more intelligent people mm-hmm. when technically, technically and statistically they're not. 
yeah well just technically it's just not true they are not higher educated it's just they're not those are the sports you can actually leave and go the earliest besides maybe like tennis or something yep you can go to the minor leagues they can pick you up right same thing in golf the same thing in tennis you know nca nc uh aa has all these stipulations on these other sports but but football and basketball are are the two few sports that you cannot go pro in at 16 and 17 yeah and and it's just i reject the argument of we're trying to help these kids because Mm -hmm. what happens a lot of times people will be like well we just want these kids to get educated so they can keep their money when they get to the pros and and it's like but actually they make all the money for the university you'd love to be able to keep them there for four years if you could you like it's just a matter of money and that's all you have to do is look at the money and you can see why the they have they they're mandatory stay two years in football stay one year at least in basketball but there's nothing like that for the other sports because those sports don't make them money, you know? And, and also, my, my thing, I guess the issue that I have with it is that if that's the truth, why don't you teach these, why don't you teach the students money management? And well, how so, to no, a lot money? of these schools what, do. What, huh? A lot of these schools do. They have classes for athletes specific to money management and shit like that. I'm saying it's still bullshit. It doesn't yes, it matter. Is. Okay. It literally doesn't matter what they teach them because what they're there for is to play the sport. And that's why they don't have any restrictions on how often you practice and how long you go and when they break those rules no one gets penalized no scholarships mm-hmm. get taken because it's a it's a tacit agreement like like yeah uh if you come here you're here as a professional a- athlete, athlete first and then you're a student you know so it's you know but people eat it up because uh i think a lot of it has to do with race people eat it up because it's like well it's a, a black kid so obviously they're poor they don't they're ignorant they just need help they 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 don't deserve this money and they shouldn't have it because they're just gonna waste it and it's like who the fuck are you to decide you know that's my whole thing is uh let the, if, if they're good enough to entertain somebody on the nba basketball court that's really all that matters because yeah the end of the day you're not really trying to educate these dudes in anything more than no. playing football to make money off of them for the next two years no. and one year in basketball and i agree and i think for me it makes me upset when they use student athlete just call them an athlete student because that's what they are they're athlete they happen to be a student they're not they technically they're not student athlete yeah um Finally, I wanted to, by the way, I knew I made this tank immediately, but just nobody Uh-oh. called me on it, so I let it go. <laughs> Finally, I wanted to point out a tank, Rod Tank, is Gendy Tartakovsky, not Gary. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, that, <laughs> that Gary probably felt right to you, didn't it? No, it really didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> um, I remember being like, that's wrong. Uh, Karen should send that to Hot Fire, start a podcast, get some payback. Anyway, sorry for the essay there with the black guy who tips all-star group all on it. At the same time, I had way more to say, but I wanted to keep it readable anymore. And I would, and I expect the Colin Powell did not read image on Saturday. Excellent show so far. Peace. P.S. Fuck. Just got to the Star Wars prequel part. You don't even have to read this next post if I do one. Well, he never did one. So, uh, HC says some bad songs are so bad that I can't help but like them. True. Stand up in it is like a is, was a soulful like rock, uh, Rockefeller music. The way that nigga sang his name Theotis like it was normal. I said Theotis. Thanks for that, Karen. Uh, uh, thanks for that, Karen. Similar to R. Kelly, who made "Trapped in the Closet" without a hint of self awareness, realized mid song that feeling on your booty was so ridiculous that he started laughing. 
<laughs> but if I play that when I have someone over one night, I bet it's going down. Also, got to disagree that the temptations were boring. Maybe it's because I watched that TV movie about them so many times that I don't even remember what the real temptations look like. Leon would have won an Oscar for portraying David Ruffin, but the Academy kept snubbing great actors like he and Clarence Williams III. Damn travesty. What was I talking about again? Oh, yeah. Every time I hear my girl, I remember Leon being a real nigga, not born. Yeah. I don't think the Temptations are born either, but, you know, that was Brandon's comedy and, uh, you know, we was just rolling with it. Uh, the poll for the show was our standards for becoming a teacher too low. Yes or no? Yes got 85% and no got 15%. And I guess those are people that got turned down for being teachers. Um, J Project. <laughs> I'm mad because it's illegal to fuck the students. Jay Project says, well, wasn't a bunch of young, inexperienced hotties working at my school. I'm just saying. <laughs> Ashia says, I really wish teachers or of, of core classes, not electives, would have to get a master's degree to teach, like in Finland. It's a pre- prestigious profession in Finland, and only the top 1% of graduate classes get to teach. Of course, they pay the teachers well there. Yeah. And see, that's the difference, too, because it is the thing. If you require that the teachers have a master's, guess what? They're going to require more pay. Yep. Uh, the standards are too low. The respect for them is too low. Plus, the expectations are too high. Bad combination, seen it up close, teachers, social workers, public defenders, people really don't have any idea. That's from HC. And I agree, man. It's like, it, 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 people also expect these people to fix kids. Yeah. Like, and you send the kid to school fucked up and then go, why didn't you fix him? It's like, well, see, man, that's half the problem, isn't it? Yeah, and that shit that happens at at the home. And, and I understand that the thing with you talking about teachers, yeah, because cause in places like that, uh teaching is considered like we look at doctors here mm-hmm. you know is is you look at it it is high they highly paid because you know what here if you require them to do that guess what's gonna happen you're not gonna have a lot of qualified te- even though you don't already but you're really not gonna have a lot of qualified teachers if you require that because that's a lot a lot of money in other countries they actually pay for education they don't pay for your education here once you get out of high school so you're taking thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loans making 20 you know 10 15 20,000 dollars a year you'll never pay that back yep i agree um the poll for the show is do you view africa as the motherland yes no or we all from africa you african booty scratching <laughs> uh yes got 27 percent no got 12 percent and we all from africa you african booty scratch got 61 percent i'm very surprised at uh how high that got it was yeah uh, that was really high a lot there of people even no contest well not even not even close people not even close these scientific polls that yep. gives us the heartbeat of america um anthony animal thug tatum said uh i don't think going back would be good for me every african person i have met that didn't work at whole foods has been pretty mean i couldn't imagine being in a strange land with people thinking i'm uppity and giving me wrong directions and i end up in the jungle i'll try to tell you mm-hmm. Terrell713 said, I consider Africa the cradle of civilization, but not so much on the motherland talk. I just have no association with the continent. I'm sure Australians ain't shouting out England as a motherland because we are all just too far removed from it uh, to make any associations with it. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel like it's a stretch. I get that some people are like, you know, the, the mother of the Nile and the queen of existence and... uh 
you have to go home and see the homeland it's like you know if that's for you that's for you but it's definitely not my shit um all right we got a ton of fucking voicemails man like 11 voicemails um uh hopefully uh all of them are worth a damn and uh you guys all said good things um because uh if not i'm gonna be pissed because i'm gonna be bored all right let's uh play the first one hey rod it's j-rod okay Carrie, you, you gotta fight for me on that one. I, I, I heard you was like, you, I, I heard on the list of people that you was like, uh, no. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but it's, it's all good. I don't even know what's worse than it was. But if it was five minutes, it had to be something great. Even though the guy didn't think so. But anyway, <laughs> I still love you, sweetie. Appreciate the, appreciate the good dialogue you guys have been giving the last few episodes. Uh, Rod, sorry to hear about, you know, your Skype account with the deleted emails, man. That's, I know that sucks. So, glad you got your money back, my dude. Glad, glad you got that, uh, that bread back. So, alright, well, I'm out. Hopefully, I'll get to hear this email soon. Or next Saturday. Whichever happens. Yeah. Alright. Peace. Alright. Thanks, J-Rod. Uh, yeah, Carrie, you sold him out. Why would you do that? Hmm? Yeah, you you always oh, so now you're trying to pin it on me. Hey, I asked you. <laughs> I asked the audience and they said no. Oh. It wasn't just Karen, it was everybody. Nobody wanted to hear your voicemail that was five minutes long. And uh I know that you probably thought it was epic for five minutes, but um no. That uh, uh five minute voicemail is a three minutes is a long fucking time, all right? Everybody's not even funny for the whole three minutes. Like it's a bunch of people that I'm like Really, the, y'all you doing counting at the end of the three minutes and shit to get the three minutes? Like, come on, man, this isn't uh, the comedy seller. If you get the light, you just go early. That's all. Hey, Rod, Karen, how you guys doing, man? Uh, called in a couple weeks ago. I forgot to leave my name, so uh, <laughs> this is Jamal from Jackson. Oh, uh, there you go. Basically, just calling let you guys know that uh, you know, past couple weeks, a lot of things going on in my life. Uh. Aside from getting mugged and jumped or whatnot, and uh, oh shit, Damn. Also, I just recently had my 26th birthday on uh, Martin Luther King Day, so big whoop. But, That's what's uh, up, bro. I'm sorry, Martin Luther Pipes Day. <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, just letting you guys know, man, your podcast is like a lifesaver, man. Uh, with the things going on, I've I recently just decided to not basically just withdraw from the social world. Not social media, but the social world as far as interacting with real people because, hey, long story short, they can't be trusted. And with uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, you can see the fakeness from a mile away. Mm. And uh, I pretty much just think you guys are having this uh, as podcast going on so that I could, uh, you know, basically just have something to do in my downtime while I'm either doing my girlfriend's homework or, you know, something of my own interest, but, you know, I, I, I thank you guys for, uh, you know, keeping this shit going, uh, you basically helped me keep my, uh, my black card current, <laughs> and I just want to say, uh, love the show, love you guys, keep it up, man, and, uh, hope one of these damn hot bowls win the Super Bowl so we can get this shit over with, uh, go coach. And uh, that's it. I'm out. Peace. Peace. All right. Appreciate it, Jamal. Thank you very much for the call. Um, 
that's what's up dog and uh one of the hard roads did win the super bowl so that that happened mm-hmm. and uh yeah that is i like social media too because um after you watch catfish you already know who all the fake people are and everything so it's really easy to know who is out there posing as uh chicks next voicemail <laughs> Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Greg. Um, it's about 4.30 a.m. Monday morning. Uh, I drink some Pepsi Max during the game, and I am still awake right now. So, Max, uh, Max, you out. I'm just now getting to listen to <laughs> Sunday's episode. I didn't listen to um, all of Thursday's or the feedback yet, but so I listened to the first couple minutes of uh, Sunday's episode, and you're talking about Lou Gossett Jr. And uh, the first thing I thought of was actually when he was in uh, An Officer to Gentleman, which uh, he won an Oscar for. And he basically uh, was yelling at white men <laughs> for the whole movie, uh, now that I think about it. So um, if y'all have seen that or if y'all get a chance to check that out, and he gets to exhibit some uh, some old man strength. Um, I think he knew some, like, some kind of martial arts or something like that. So... Um, basically, yeah, it's him, uh, yelling at, he's a drill sergeant, yelling at, uh, white people for, for about an hour and a half or so. So, um, I'm going to listen to the rest of the episode now, and, um, hopefully I'll be able to, uh, provide something, um, more useful and insightful on a voicemail later. So I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace. <laughs> All right. Um, who's that I'm supposed to be watching? I didn't even catch that part <laughs> was it Lou Gossett Jr. or something I don't remember uh yeah but uh yeah mm-hmm. next question now uh thanks Greg what's going on Rod and uh Miss Karen this is your boy the KC Stork just calling in yeah I know uh you talked about on the show once or twice but probably not the last couple of shows but I see it on your timeline and uh just want to thank you for uh bringing this uh greatness of the Clone Wars uh, into my life. Uh, yeah, my kid is not really big into the South, sci-fi thing. Uh, them little motherfuckers be on some wrestling shit. They got like all the damn DVDs and got fake kicks and fake punches. And when I say little motherfuckers, I say it in the most loving way that a father who has little motherfuckers could say it. But, uh, yeah, I know you like, you know, sometimes I'm like when people call in talking about shit that's not about the show. But since you be talking about it on the Tweeter streets and, uh, I don't want to thank you there because I know your timeline is probably pretty busy. But yeah, I just wanted to call in and say, yeah, still on, just finished episode one. And the main, I mean, damn, they, they got some really, really, really low budget droids. Really low budget droids. I mean, they ain't got no thermal seeking on these motherfuckers. I mean, niggas be hiding behind rocks and the droids can't find them. But anyway, besides <laughs> that shit, I mean, it's pretty good. Some pretty good, uh, uh, mean, uh, white folks killing, uh, little green niggas in this motherfucker. Really love it. Uh, good show, good cartoon, whatever the fuck. But once again, thanks again for uh, bringing the Clone Wars into my life. But I never thought to watch it. Cause like I said, my kids don't really fuck with the sci-fi shit. They still on that wrestling shit right now. So anyway, Casey Stork out. All right. Um, yeah, we actually did talk about Clone Wars on the on the show a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and uh, it's really good. Uh, I talk about it on Twitter all the time. Um, I actually think the best episode they ever had was last week. Um, they Let's had this fight. Me? Yeah, no, not Count Dooku. It was a fight between Palpatine and uh Darth Maul and Darth Maul's brother, brother. Yeah. uh 
uh whose name escapes me right now it's something name. obey it's and it's something it's something dope too like some pimp name shit uh but yes yeah, uh something obey and um yeah uh, yeah that that's my um that's my shit dog and uh like i said it actually filled in the gaps for the uh prequels and i watched all those last weekend kind of back to back and i fucking love it um so it's i think it's savage obey that's his name savage obey but um i i fucking love it man so i i don't know why people um uh, I, well, I think I know why nerds and shit still shit on Star Wars and the shit on the prequels, but it's something about the idea of waiting years for the ending of a story you already knew about. It just fucked up the anticipation and your ability to be patient and actually see through True. certain stories because you already knew where they were arriving. They introduced Anakin as like a fucking 10 year old, but you know he's going to be Darth Vader at some point. So it fucks it up for you. You know, you spend the next, you know, uh, eight hours of movie going, when the fuck is this dude going to turn evil? True. You know, and that's why everybody likes the third one more than the other two. And, uh, it's also a better movie, but just that's one of the reasons you get payoff for things that you knew were supposed to happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually love those movies now more than the original trilogy. So, uh, and I'm sure I'm in a small group of people that even thinks that, Very but, small, sir. you know, uh, you know me, I don't, I don't mind being on the outside looking in next voicemail. Yo, yo, what's up, people? This is Leonard calling in. LB! What's up? Uh, it is 9-11 on Tuesday night, just getting in from work. And I just wanted to call in and leave a quick message, man, just to say what's up to everybody. Man, I haven't called in, in a little bit, man. I just wanted to say what's up to all the people, Black Island Tips Nation and everything. Um, yo, Rod, I was at work laughing my ass off to those uh, Roots tweets, man. Dog, that was great entertainment tonight, man, while I was at work. I want to thank you. I, I tweeted it that I wanted to thank Rodden as fine for that shit, but I was like, yo, I got to call these niggas, man, and thank this through verbally, man. That shit was great. If y'all have not checked out Rod's timeline while he's live tweeting Roots, you are fucking up in life, man. Get your life together and check this dude out while he's live tweeting <laughs> Roots. That was some funny shit you said, man. I'm not even going to spoil it. People go to the brother's timeline and see what he was talking about. Um, another thing I wanted to say was that um, today is my aunt's birthday. If y'all remember uh, a few weeks ago, I think probably the last time I called in, I mentioned that my uncle passed away. Mm -hmm. This was my aunt's husband, and today is actually her birthday. Uh, February 5th is her birthday. She'll never hear this podcast or whatever, but I just want to tell her happy birthday and everything like that. Spoke to her when I was leaving work and everything, and mm. I just wanted to give her a public uh, birthday shout-out, even though she won't hear this shit. Uh, <laughs> but that's all I wanted to say, man. really didn't have, uh, you know, kind of like a, a list of things I wanted to say, but I just wanted to get those two things out there. Um, yo, y'all continue to be great. Keep doing what you do, man. We definitely appreciate y'all. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep on listening. I'll be at work again on Thursday when you do the Thursday show. So that would be my Thursday entertainment while I'm at work, you know, trying to pass some time while I'm doing my job. So that's it, man. I'm going to let y'all get back to the rest of the feedback. And that's it, man. All right, yo. Peace. Peace. Well, thank you, Leonard. Um, thank you. And yeah, I enjoy tweeting Roots, uh, although I'm feeling like uh, – the, the the more it goes on and the more hopeless that it gets uh 
the more people are not as amused by my jokes but ah! uh i will continue to make them jokes because uh nothing's wrong with funny so uh, i've been unfollowed plenty of times uh and uh oh yeah i'm used to it at this point uh so oh yeah uh, root, i get it root, root is roots is another standard that you have to determine if you really believe ain't nothing wrong with funny oh yeah yeah and i'm still laughing so we'll see what happens uh, next voicemail. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? It's your boy, Phil Five, man. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to say that, uh, that, uh, you need to, uh, <laughs> play that summertime music, man, for RG3, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, make it the spring of RG3, man. So <laughs> how does it feel, Andrew Luck fan? <laughs> how does it feel? <laughs> to lose to the black man. <laughs> to the man who is black. <laughs> anyway, man. Yo, um, I think that would be hilarious. I love when you do that summertime thing, man. Like when you play the Will Smith joint. Yo, please do that, man. Please do it. And uh I think it's some fools for for the for the Theodis slander. <laughs> That's Karen. That Theodis slander was great, dog. But anyway, man. Theodis. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Uh that's Karen's song. Please. That's all her. Um and then uh yeah, I'm not doing RG three because honestly, uh people aren't as mad. Yeah, no, and, no. And uh it, the the They mad but but they ain't on that LeBron anger. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a response to a certain amount of anger before I even get my dander up. So uh that's why, you know, I didn't uh yeah, we had a springtime song we would, but Yeah, plus I called it. I told these motherfuckers it's gonna happen. You know, I don't really you know, it's nobody was fighting me as hard. Like it was funny how the last three or four weeks of the season all of a sudden people start falling back. People that used to blow up my timeline for hours and hours on end until I had to hit them with Christmas carols as uh replies. <laughs> yeah. Then now all of a sudden they, they quiet. Okay, I get it. Next voicemail. What's up, Rob? What's up, uh, Miss Karen? This is your boy, uh, Casey Stewart, calling back. I already called in. Thank you for that greatness of the uh, Clone Wars. But, yeah, man, uh, damn, Karen, you really got me uh, damn, thinking back about my, my, my day spent playing a little college ball at the uh, University of Missouri and I also played at Washington University. And, yeah, man, like I was saying, man, you, you had the crew on there, uh, the uh, uh, Phenom, and then you had a uh, Senate Report crew on there. Yeah, man, people don't understand, man. It's like when you get to that college level, the shit is not a game, man. I mean, once I really got to, to the collegiate ball level, the, 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 yeah, it's fun, but that shit become a job. People don't understand the work that goes in there. You're talking about a brother like myself who wasn't going to make it to the NFL, but you still got to put in that work to get on that field come Saturday. You can't just be bullshitting, especially, you know, on that football field. And I got a bad knee, bad shoulder, and you're talking about a guy who, really didn't play that long so people really need to understand and respect what these young men do and sure it's our choice but there are also rules that keep us from making that money in college i mean you're talking about you can't get a job you can't have a job and that Pell grant money don't only stretch for so long when you're trying to you know make it through college everybody won't believe like we're getting all these fat checks i'm saying at that point in time getting all these fat checks getting all this money nobody won't talk about people who own full ride scholarships who still come out of college with 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 debt and having to take a take a loan but you know nobody won't talk about that it just i, I summarize it with my, my my first year or not my first university i went to was washburn and i transferred to the university of missouri because i wanted to try d1 ball and I, I got a chance to play but anyway my my my, my first semester there uh 
from first semester there, uh, Washburn had a good nursing school, nursing program. So I was uh, basically pre-med, I guess it was a degree program, the degree track. And I had this anatomy class during the winter, during the winter session. And winter time comes, we have uh, winter conditioning. So you're talking about being up 4.35 in the morning just to lift weights before you even go to school. And we're not going to talk about having to be back in the weight room at the practice field mm-hmm. after class at 3 o'clock. So we ain't going to talk about that, but it's all fun and games. You know, be happy you get a degree, nigga, shut up. So, <laughs> uh, you know, you get up at 5.30, I'm trying to sit through this uh, with a chemistry uh, lab and get my work done, but I, I kept falling asleep. So I'm telling my coach, there's something I can do, you know, whatever, whatever. And this motherfucker looked me in the eye and said, look, son, you're here on an athletic scholarship, not an academic scholarship. I swear to God, yeah. Black Ghetto Tips Nation, that's what I was told. Athletic so, students. Yeah, the school don't give a fuck about the kids. School give a fuck about the bottom line, just like your business give a fuck about the bottom line. And that's what college football, college basketball, and all these other big-time sports are a fucking business. Don't get it twisted. And for anyone who is mad because the top 1% can do something that you can never dream of doing. Say that again. Yeah, it's also ironic that a lot of the people uh, that – believe in keeping these athletes in school and keeping them in check and stuff uh which i believe comes from a jealous place and a lot of times it's it's in uh race and stuff like that um i think that what happens is that a lot of these dudes um are the same people who promote like why are y'all getting on the one percent the two percent in the economy let those people have their money it's just jealousy uh you're trying to be socialist you're trying to make everybody make the same amount of money but college sports is exactly that if not more of let's take the top one to two percent athletically in the world and put them in a system where they actually don't get any benefits. It's not Mm-mm. let's raise their taxes by 2%. Mm-mm. It's let's make sure you can't have a job. Let's make sure that you can't receive any gifts. Let's make sure that you stay broke as long as you're here while we put your name and your jersey out there to promote our sports and have people tune in on Saturday mornings to watch the game. So yeah, you get nothing. Yeah. Damn dime. Uh, Leonard brothers also correct. I had a tank. Uh, I just looked up Darth Maul's brother. His name is Savage Opress. He looks like, just like a badass, just like his brother. Yeah. Savage. I knew it was one of Savage Obey, Savage Opress. I fucked up. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, I knew it was something like that. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to, uh, the next voicemail. Like I said, we had quite a lot. Hey, what, what, what the fuck is going on over there? God damn it. I ain't seen no bacon on my goddamn timeline all motherfucking week, man. Karen, really? Yes. Karen. Yes. Did you come up short again? Huh? No. Did you, look, let me tell you something. The next time you and Rod go out on your midnight missions, because I know what the fuck y'all be doing. All right? <laughs> Nigga, carry an extra $20 with you, okay? I, man, shit, Rod, what, what, what the heck, what, Rod, I'm beat your ass and shit and got you all damn up and shit with me, god damn it, man, a nigga miss you, man, I, I ain't seen no naps, I ain't seen no bacon, I ain't seen no ah, I ain't seen shit from your ass, what the fuck going on down there in black guy who took nation world, land, ville, city, town, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm-hmm. All I'm hearing, all I'm seeing is, 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 is Trinidad, fucking Django or whatever, and now I'm seeing Django, Fett, and, and what the fuck? 
First of all, Karen, uh, I thought I saw you tweeting a ton, a shit ton of ass pictures for, uh, um, and on top of that, uh, on your Tumblr page all week. <laughs> uh, have you been taking a break from Twitter or something? I, don't, I mean, no, I, I don't. I have. Huh? Said I have. And this is one of those things where I guess, uh, Chill is more of a, I guess, late, late night owl type of person. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, you be on all times of the day and night. Roger actually chill. Roger tweets a lot, hell of a lot more than I do. And I know for me, it's, I do tweet, but I think since I've been going to like therapy, I'm tired, so I don't tweet as much. Uh, but yeah, I do have phases where I'm on there very heavy. Then I have phases where I might not be on that. I kind of, kind of dip in and out, but I am there. I am there. I, I, I'm around. I'm around. Don't Ain't nobody put no hands on nobody, by the way. Um, and then also, uh, like I said, Karen update, her Tumblr page is full of women and, and they asses. And I've been seeing her ah! update that constantly. I just look over at the computer and she's just looking at pictures of women naked and shit. So, um, <laughs> And lastly, not every woman has decided that she does not want to de- de- deal with dicks and hands as much as you, uh, chill. So, you know, uh, some people still have uses for dicks around here and, uh, cutting off dicks is not going to leave anybody happy in this house. So I don't know where you got that idea, but, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we're going to keep the dick over here. Uh, you, you know, not judging your lifestyle and the things you choose to do or don't do with the amount of dicks that you have around. But, uh, trust me, um, that we're doing fine with the dicks. No dick cutting <laughs> off. <laughs> Last two voicemails. Come on, bro. I'm so pissed off right now. Oh, oh. J Rod, yo. Look, man, it's J Rod. Jim, what's up? We call coming out from the south side, man. Hey, man. You motherfuckers out there who don't, who, who, who you let your children on ramp it, that's what you get. That's what you get. You know what they need? They hands be. If you're not showing no discipline, you, you, you know what? Something needs to be done socially. This is some bullshit. Now, I probably wouldn't be so as passionate about this subject if, I, if I've done this before. But considering that the shit just happened to me, like I almost, I almost took a little kid out of the grocery store because he's up here screaming and shit. And his mom and parent, his mom and dad, mind you, now he has a, he has a male figure in his life. He's just screaming, oh, you know what I did? I gave a little kid the death stare. Like, 
I, I'm a stranger and I will kill you. Not that kind of stare. Now, I know it sounds extreme, but I'm very fucking progressive. Okay? I, look, I'll beat you I'll beat you there for you. Because, cause truth be told, when I gave him that stare, I told the little motherfucker to stop. You know, his dad whipped his head around like he was going to do something. And I said, hey, bro. I gave him a little too. Hey, you can get it too, my dude. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look here, man. I'm six four, two hundred pounds. We can, we can. If you want to throw him, we can throw him. And uh, he, he, I, you know, he didn't really like that pretty much. But it is what it is, man. You know, we got a handy kid. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's no, it's no real will towards the kids themselves. But the parents, man, how do you not think it's going to bully that? Like, I'm for my personal experience, man. Like, my mom had a cold word for me. Like, if I was acting crazy in the fucking store, she'd be like, do we have to go to the restroom? The restroom means cold word for ass whooping. <laughs> it's the cold word for ass whooping. Like, people don't have that type of, that, that type of, so if you embarrass me in, in this public arena, this public place, you can get your ass whooped. Like, I, I feel like people just be like, you know what, the kids, they, just, they, they don't know no better. Fuck that, okay? You're ruining my public experience, and what the fuck I gotta go through? Why do I have to listen to your kid yell and scream and run over the store to be a terror? Why do I have to do that? I, that's not that's not fucking right. And you know what? I wish somebody would. You know what? And, and truth be told, if that happens to my seed, when you know when, when I eventually have kids, you know what? Those that do bad, hey, they get they they get their asshole, they get their ass whooped. That's the problem. I'm like, you know what? You're acting crazy. I wasn't there to stop it. So you somebody gave you that ass whooping, right? Okay then. All right, man. I can't even go over my minutes. You know, my three-minute time clock, because I know, you know, that's what it was. So, there you go, man. Peace. All right. Um, let me just throw this out here. Number one, that is a horrible, horrible code for an ass woman. Because what if you really do have to go to the bathroom? Oh yeah, that is the code for real. We gotta, we got, we got that. Not I'm gonna take you to the bathroom. We gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. That like, but that I want, but like, what if a kid is like, hey mom, uh, we need to go to the bathroom. Does that mean the kid wants a whooping? Because like, what if he just gotta use the bathroom? There is a difference. I I, I hope so. Maybe it's a lot of kids volunteering for ass whoopings. They don't even know it. That's yeah, maybe that's so. why. Maybe that's why people kids be pissing themselves in the pants <laughs> until they like seven years old. I'm not going to the bathroom. Yeah, it's like that's everybody. That's the pee pee boy. Maybe that's what happened. They they associate the bathroom with ass whooping. So it's like no, thank you. I'll just pee in these pants, please. I know he gonna mess around uh, and be safe out there. We don't. I don't want you to be like the Hollywood with the Hollywood husband show, mm-hmm. getting beat up by a little ten year old. And I, I, ironically, if you uh. Pee in the bath if if you pee in your pants, a lot of parents will want to make you go to the bathroom. So it's like you're gonna end up getting yeah, cause they mad, cause yeah. now they got pissy drawers to clean. Mm-hmm. Sabotaging themselves. Um, and then what was the other thing he said? Uh, well, I, yeah. Anyway, but uh, thanks for the message, J Rod, and uh, don't be beating nobody else's kids. Uh, although I do think back in the day, uh, if I would have got whooped for being bad at somebody's store. My mom would have just showed up and thanked them, and I would have also got a whooping when I got home. Of course. Like, I appreciate you taking the time out your busy schedule to whoop his monkey ass, because <laughs> he is not going to be up in here embarrassing my last name, period. Um, all right. And the last voicemail, also from J-Rod, because he couldn't resist three minutes later. He had two minutes more worth of stuff to say. Uh, why isn't this playing? Hey, Rod, hey, Karen. You know, it's Jerry Rod. 
had Jim Bush when he fought coming out from the south side. Hey man, this 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 kid epidemic is real, my nigga. Like I'm He's very still talking about this kid. kid. Like I just don't understand. You know what? Like I, I used to think that you know, this people I used to think white people were crazy or were a little foolish by having the kids on leashes and just jigging their ass. Now I understand, you know, it may be it's humane. But you know what? They're progressive in the right of, you know what? These motherfuckers gonna get dragged if they're not with it. They don't get with the program. Now, personally, I I I prefer the fear of God method. <laughs> that's that's what I was brought up on, and that's what my family members are brought up on. I brought you in. I can take your ass out. So I don't know about you know how that works with everybody else. Y'all, like some nations, you know, let me know how y'all feel about that on the other voicemails if y'all get a chance. Let me know, man, because I I don't get it. Like why? Why this kid shit is so hard, like rearing kids. I understand it's hard, don't get me wrong. I, I, I know a lot of young parents, unfortunately. But how is it that you can't get, just tell these motherfuckers to sit down and shut up? Like, like I, know, I understand I wasn't the perfect kid, but when my mom said it, if I didn't, I'd just get an ass school. But like, what? It's so difficult about that. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Furthermore, okay, my name is Jay. Dash motherfucking Rod, okay? If you don't put the J dash, you ain't saying it right. It's not Gerard. It's just, <laughs> it is funny just because, like, I had a few people on Twitter talking to me about that, and I was just like, no, it's just J Rod. Like, it's J Rod. Like, A Rod, J Rod. That's it. So, that's pretty much it, man. Love the show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing with the social comedic commentary. It, it needs to be said, man. To, what up, chill? I'm going to put you on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you at me, though. All right, man. Please. I, I can't even be mad at J-Rod anymore. I like that song. Because the song in the background is offsetting any anger I have about him <laughs> calling the fucking show for 17 minutes a week. Like, honestly, I like I start getting mad, and in the background, I just hear that, it's raining, man. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Uh, he's gonna say what he's got to say. Yeah, I'm partying, oh, you know. Yeah, this nigga's still on them kids though, man. What did these little kids do to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did these little kids yeah, do? Yeah, them kids pissed him off. Anyway, thanks for the voicemail. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know who's calling you, Jared or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks, dog. Uh, let's get to these emails and then uh, wrap it up. Of course, the phone number seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. Uh, if you want to give us a call, um, until we finish these voicemails, that's 704-557-0186. Um, now let's get into some voicemails. Elizabeth writes in. Voicemails. Emails. Oh, okay. You, you're right. You're right. Um, sports. Elizabeth says, hi, Rod and Karen. Thanks for the discussion this week about sports, athletes, and salaries. Generally, I don't give a shit about sports. I made a four-hour exception this weekend because I live in Baltimore. Go Ravens. But I really like listening to you all talk about it. I think you all make really good points about players knowing what they're worth and people being salty because they hate their own jobs and the noticeable coincidence about outrage over salaries and the race of the salary makers. Yeah, like uh, someone sent me a... Uh, tweet about apparently some baseball player just got like a hundred and seventy million, I think, hundred seventy three million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. My Twitter timeline was dead. Looked on Sports Center, not one word. Nobody's sitting around talking about Ain't why this outrage, dude, why they don't deserve yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody. No sports, sports talk radio wouldn't 
anger, you know, calling. Do you think this guy deserves this money? You know, you don't go combing the backgrounds, finding every little bit of detail so yeah. you can bring it up so you can make people feel like they're not worth their money. Yep. So eh, I'm, I'm watching. Uh, just so you know where I'm coming from, I'm a white woman about LeBron's age, and I'm definitely, definitely someone who went through college on these guys' backs. I wouldn't have been able to leave scary-ass Arizona for school if I hadn't gotten a rowing scholarship. Long story about learning how to row in the fucking desert. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I'm about to say, I was just about to be like, well, what in Arizona? Where'd you find a place to row? I know. Where's that water at? <laughs> she just waited till she got to school. like, I've been doing all my virtual water t- simulation for this moment here. Yes, it rains, so I got to row today. <laughs> and my school wouldn't have had a single dollar for rowing scholarships if they weren't, if they weren't using it to balance out their basketball funding. We didn't have a football team. Rowan is the most common way for female athletes to get scholarships, and it's because Rowan takes a lot of money for equipment and a lot of bodies, and there's no countervailing men's NCAA rowing. Rowan is one of the new sports that predates a few sports that predates the NCAA and has retained its own governing entity. Hmm. Speaking of bodies, you're 100% right about these guys' bodies being their company. Rowan is a complete uh, completely amateur sport. So the only money any of us get, even at the elite slash pre elite level in college is uh college expenses and the damage that we do to our bodies is immense. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the other thing is like, yeah, lost in the shuffle. Cause people really only concentrate on the like couple of percentage players that are going to the, the NBA and that's where they focus there. Don't. Yeah. That's where they focus the attention and the hatred towards or, or the accolades towards, but there's a ton of other athletes that, are really in college um, because that's going to help them in whatever they decide to do outside of sports for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And um, is even for those people, they are sacrificing their bodies yes, to, for are. whatever it is they're getting. They're now, if they're not on a money sport, it's kind of one of those things where it's more like, well, okay, Rowan doesn't make money so that I can see why people don't care, but people don't even care about like, uh, you know, the six man on a basketball team fucking up his knee. Like people just don't care. Like, yeah. so you know they don't care about. Oh, you you do rowing? Okay, I don't go to that one anyway. So fuck those people. And and the thing about it is that, like she was saying when they was talking about the damage on your body, they don't talk about the the carpal tunnel they get, the um arthritis they get, mm-hmm. a lot of back pains and and, and ligaments and, broken. Yes, all, ligaments, all shoulder pains elbow like it's a lot and and these and 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 like what she was doing with that they'll you'll never make it to the pros unless it's like the olympics like that's considered the pro right level right and it's not like oh you know the world famous olympic rower he's in the building tonight yeah you know you're gonna be on the wheaties boxes doing olympics which is every four years you know so if you're taking that toll on your body with this could you even imagine the people that's making billions and billions of dollars, the toll that they take on their bodies? And- Especially in sports where they're not even going to try, attempt to try to follow the NCAA rules. rules. Like yes. there's some sports where they're not making that much money. The coach isn't even making that much money. It doesn't make sense to spend 70 hours a week rowing. Uh, because it's like, we probably should just leave that alone. But when it's like, I don't know, a million dollar sport. And we trying to make it to the tournament. Right. And, and all of a sudden, 
I do want you to practice 50 hours a week and I don't give a fuck. You know, this is what we're going to have to do. So, you know, a lot of people are getting their bodies put to the limit with just, you know, the 20 hours of uh maximum time that you're supposed to do it. And then you got these other athletes that are pushing them like 40, 50 hours a week. Like a full time job, and and, uh, and I'm gonna say this, and then we can go on. Mm-hmm. Also, what they don't talk about is certain sports, especially in basketball and football. I can't talk about the other sports because I'm not as familiar with them. They don't talk about people now do uh, what is it? Um, AAU, and they don't talk about like they they go they do pre pop Warner, pop Warner. Like they don't talk about some of these students literally start off their athletic career at five, six, seven, eight years old now. They don't really talk about this. So you're talking about a child's five, six, seven, and eight, you know, you're pushing your body. No, you're not pushing your body as much, but as you get older, you're going to push your body even the more. And so you talk about children, they may get concussions, which is something they really don't even talk about. Mm-hmm. And then you push it on to a teenager that got concussions. Then, you know, a 20-something-year-old got concussions, a professional athlete. You, ha- you really, People really don't think about the miles that these athletes put on their bodies and the bulk of their career – they don't make any money unless you go to the pros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people want to turn it into a, you don't deserve some money. Like, shut up. Yeah. When, when, when somebody like me get to enjoy my childhood, play hide and seek, play hopscotch, all that other pointless bullshit and sleep and nap and all that stuff. While, you know, you got this other little kid out there running and learning how to tackle at the same age. It's not the same. Um, so see. So she says, uh, Oh, um, so talking about her body and how she got, you know, what she had to deal with. She said, I personally got extortional compartment syndrome in both lower legs. Ooh. This means I essentially exploded my muscle compartments by overtraining, causing dozens of small hernias. <gasps> I gave myself scoliosis by overdeveloping one side of my back so extensively that I pulled my spine out of alignment. On one of, on our last day in college, the athletic trainer sat my senior rowing class and the cross country seniors down in the room and gave us advice on how to deal with chronic pain from here on out. Are you serious? Yeah, it makes sense to me. I turned my free college education from an institution that I couldn't have afforded into a good career, so I'm not bitter about not getting paid beyond my tuition. But those dozens of thousands of dollars of tuition, those were in trade for the real physical work, harder work than I now do in my paying job. If the economy, our society valued rowing heavily or highly uh, and had wanted to pay me to do it, that would have been a great gig. And anyone who tried to tell me that I didn't deserve my dollars because it's just a sport or a game could basically go fuck themselves. Yeah. That's right. That's what I'm saying. And like I said, this story is representative of way more athletes than even a LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, guys who go come out of high school, guys who go straight to the NBA, guys who play one year and go to, co- uh, come out of college. Like this is actually more representative of the vast majority of athletes. So in people's fervor to disrespect someone like a LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, they're also disrespecting these athletes yes, on a much are. bigger scale, Level. but people just don't identify with it. You know, I have, I know a friend who played college basketball and he's just, you know, a regular dude. He's never going to be anything professionally sports wise, but he's one of those guys that hates to hear about guys getting paid. And it's like, well, honestly, who the fuck are you? If not for 
the good players on your basketball team and other basketball teams that make people want to come watch that bullshit because nobody really want to watch your ass. Ain't that the truth? You know? So, so it's like, if it wasn't for these players, how do you think this, this society would function? They, there would be no basketball team. No one would want to come watch you. They can go to the YMCA and see that shit. Yes, they can. Should we pay teachers more? Yep, we certainly should. In general, our society has some real backwards priorities, and we should talk about that. Uh, we shouldn't get mad at LeBron for understanding his value to a team and his team's value to a city, and at least his talents worked, uh, work to go to something other than pe- uh, that other people benefit from in the form of entertainment and enjoyment. Uh, not to mention charity and shit like that. Mm-hmm. People often Cuban B that shit. Yes, but, they do. You know, the most watched event on TV uh, at the time was the, the decision and, and all that money club. went to Boys and Girls Club and people act like there's no, there is some type of zero sum game. Like, well, that, well, uh, the Boys and Girls Club money don't count. It's like, uh, did they get the new swing set or not? I you know? know it's so. If we're going to get mad uh, about people's paychecks, we should start with all the mostly white dudes whose talents work cost people something. The assholes, assholes who crashed our economy and such. Yeah, not to mention, um, to be quite frank, um, a lot of the people that are leading the rah, rah, rah for athletes not making money are people that make money off of covering athletes. That's right. And you want to talk about overpaid. Uh, you want to talk about skills that are replaceable. Talking sports, not that hard. Uh, I'm, I get that is not, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying, but honestly, if you ask me which, which skill set could I take an average American and get them to replicate the easiest, Talking about basketball, way easier to replicate than playing basketball on a professional level. I know it's so. So it's not, you know, I'm just, it's like if we really don't want to start pointing fingers at who deserves money and who's overpaid and underpaid, it's a lot of people in line first before you get to athletes. Anyways, thanks for the discussion. Thanks for the college education, men's basketball. Liz, P.S., get them caring. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sweetie. Uh, Terry writes in, uh, what up, Rod and Karen? You made a good point on last Sunday's show. Forget all this motivation talk. We should all embrace the power of demotivation. On that note, fuck you and your sorry ass podcast. You might as well quit now, right? I mean, y'all won't ever amount to shit anyway. Just quit now before you embarrass yourselves any further. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I feel probably demotivated. Yes. You know what time it is now, right? That's right. Time for the blackout tips flashback moments. Shout out to Dark Hater, a.k.a. Mr. Gates. Uh, it would really make my day if you and Karen reenacted the scene below. Just a thought, LOL. Uh, Karen doesn't read this shit, so I don't know how we would do that. I'm sorry. I only, I'm not, I don't, I don't have access to that right now. Episode 159, Sword versus Taser at the end of the show. Um, this is, um, oh, oh, and this is just a clip. Like, he, I can't believe he typed out a transcript of what we already said i'm not uh no no offense i'm not reacting this or rereading this we did this ever go listen to episode 149 go to the end hey i don't i don't have it in front of and you. uh no. yeah even if she had it in front of us skip now next uh uh let's let's go back to the end uh you and karen okay he's talking about a time where we uh, well, I brought up the fact that uh, my favorite episode of Scar, and it still is, of Scarcasm Live is when Sherry picked on Scar for crying about watching the wrestling uh, documentary. <laughs> yes. And uh, she she 
Oh, it was so good. Y'all should all go check that shit out. Uh, but yeah, she was like, you saw them big burly motherfuckers crying and it made you cry. I'm, <laughs> so <laughs> that entire segment is, is dope as shit. Um, so, uh, you and Karen are assholes for instigating that shit is what he says to us. I, and I love it. It reminds me of something I would do. Any, anyone who ever heard that episode or forgot about it needs to download it. Podcasting gold. I shed tears. Yes, I'll admit it. And I'm not going to get mad about it either. Smiley face. When Scar comes on your show, he always gives off that personality of that overly sensitive little kid we all know from back in the day who got mad, took his ball and went home. Shit. Now no one can play. Yeah, that guy. It's okay to get nostalgic and cry about good times or cry about how the Ultimate Warrior used to look in his wrestling tights. <laughs> Either way, it's cool, dude. Nobody's judging, laughing my ass off. Too bad you weren't doing live shows back then. The look on your face and Karen's must have been priceless. I.e., nigga, really? You're that upset about that shit? All right, I'm out. I'll be stroking. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, uh, Mr. Sterling. And, uh, yeah, dog, uh, no offense, but I'm not reading that transcript again. Let's 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 not have that moment next time. Uh D Clark writes in. Uh what up, Rod and Karen and or Karen and Rod, Dan Golf the Gray here. I just wanted to get your thoughts on my Niners devastating loss, sad face. Oh. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you guys are somewhat neutral in who you were rooting for to win the Super Bowl. Oh no, I was rooting for the Niners. I wanted a black quarterback to win and since uh Calvin Kaepernick didn't win, uh he goes back to Puerto Rican. So hopefully we can get a Super Bowl next year and move up to black. And I was rooting for uh, Ray Lewis and them because I got tired of them bringing up some shit that was 10 years old like it happened yesterday. Yep. So I wanted your unbiased opinions. Well, too bad. They're biased. Now, I'm not. <laughs> I'm no conspiracy theorist, but did you think that those refs were pretty much rooting for Ray Lewis to go out with a W? I know I'm a Niner fan, and of course I'm going to point out anything to make my team seem like the victim, but man, there were some blatant actions that were not called. I could go through a list of items, but I'm sure you've heard them all. I'll just point out the one that I think proposes the biggest question mark and intent of the official. How is it that a player for the Ravens can push an official and not get ejected, nonetheless penalized? Come on now. Uh, yeah, I, I think after the power went out, the ref was like, you know what, we, we, we've been here extra 45 minutes. Fuck it, let's get this game over with. Um, honestly, man, I thought the officiating was fine. So I didn't feel like it favored either team either. I think the Niners are a much more physical team. Uh, so them not calling as much stuff should have benefited the Niners. Uh, but their defense really didn't come to play like I thought they would. Um, they weren't physical enough. Uh, they didn't start hitting hard until the second half. Um, they just looked shell shocked and, um, they were losing the matchup with Anquan Bolden. Which was just, just killing them. And, uh, Culliver was just embarrassed on so many plays. He was there, but just not making the plays to stop anybody. So, uh, I, I put that on them, you know, honestly. In the end, we did lose the game ourselves with the questionable play calls on our last drive. Well, also questionable play calls at the first drive. I think you guys do a terrible job of calling players for Colin Kaepernick out the box. There's too many. Uh, times where it's like, we're not going to go to that, uh, to, the, to that spread. We're not going to go to that option. We're not going to start the game off with our best shit. And it's like, why not? 
like what are y'all waiting on get to the shit dog this is where everybody paid tickets for and this is why y'all keep getting down this is why you got down to atlanta and uh, barely escaped that by the skin of your teeth and it's why they uh got down to the ravens man like once they unleash kaepernick with the plays that he's the most effective at at, at, at quarterbacking suddenly they're back in the game and it happens every, you know it's happening too much so i think harbaugh uh out he outsmarted himself with his coaching calls it's like uh, they'll never expect us to come out and just pass it without running it's like right because it's stupid so they would not expect you to want to do something stupid um so yeah that that was my feelings i don't think the refs really had much to do with it um however i don't think the calls were as terrible as people say hindsight is 2020 if we could have scored then no one would question it further it's not like we weren't throwing the ball well i just can't help but feel like the officials added a 12th man type of edge to the game in favor of the ravens okay those are my frustrations and not disappointments just wanted your opinion on the matter all in all it was a great game yeah i just don't see it that way i think the officiating was absolutely fine this isn't the Steelers versus cardinals super bowl where it's just like really y'all ain't calling that <laughs> like that that i can see that but i didn't feel like the fish hadn't really benefited either team um i feel like it should have benefited the niners but the niners didn't take advantage man oh yeah i think i owe you guys a five-star review i did leave you guys one but when i did it itunes was being a bitch and acting all funky uh oh. I think the buttons were messed up or something because it was showing completely different characters and shapes that even Bruce Wayne couldn't decipher. <laughs> I don't know. I'll check on it and if I can't fix it, I'll buy something from the store or something. Keep up the good work, love the show. Peace. Stand off. Thank you, grade. sweetie. Yeah, sorry you're not as lost, man. I was rooting for him too, dude. But yeah, I I, I don't buy that it's um uh I, I really just they, yeah, I don't buy that uh the refs lost that for y'all. Jonathan writes in from iPhone to Android. Hi, Ryder Karen. I'm a fairly new listener to the show who really enjoys the podcast. This email will either, will be neither funny nor ratchet, so I will try to keep it brief. Up until today, I've been an iPhone user since they started coming out, but I got tired of the small screen and got that big ass Galaxy Note. Anyways, I did so without thinking about how I could continue listening to my favorite show. I used to just download it from iTunes and keep it moving. Now I'm fucked in the game. What do you suggest for your fans with Android phones? Forgive me if you guys have covered this before, as I'm, uh, I've only listened to about 20 episodes and left off where you gave the suggestion to pull out your dick to leave the friend zone. That's been uh, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yes. Uh, and the, we your favorite podcast? You ain't listening in like three years, nigga? The, uh, <laughs> the thing about it. <laughs> Pussy is my favorite. I've had some in the last three years. I don't know that we your favorite, man. Like, it's, it's a, it might be a, that, that might be a stretch. He said just recent listening, he started recently listening, didn't he? Uh, I, nah, he said, Uh-oh. he said he been, hold on, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you see. He said, anyway, I, I, I did so without thinking about how I could li- continue listening to my favorite show. I used to just download from iTunes and keep it moving. Now I'm fucked in the game. What do you suggest to your fans with Android phones? Very first line. How right I came a f- Oh, I'm a fairly new listener. So yeah. wait, you started at, at pull your dick out? Yeah, you know, people go back and read this. Oh, and, okay. All right. Yeah. My bad. My bad, Jonathan. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought uh, it was fairly new. That nigga lost me, man. I was like, wait a second, dog. Hold up. Hold up. How you hey, how uh, you end up two years ago <laughs> stopping? The uh, uh, To answer your question, baby, Stitcher. Do the Stitcher app. Stitcher is probably the best and the uh, easiest uh, way to uh, stream us and listen to us. Yeah. Yeah. So try Stitcher or something. 
um i know scar and sherry said they have like some type of app for droid that someone made them and shit like that but honestly i don't want anybody making apps for our show so Mm-mm. uh if we do i'd rather have all the control over that i know it's um, so but uh yeah so um yeah that's what i was that's yeah follow karen's suggestions also go on twitter or something and ask other fans and uh and maybe that somebody's yeah. got to have a, a Android that listens to the show by now. Yeah, we got an RSS feed. I don't know if they use that, but we got that too in case you need it. Uh, Rachel, the official cheesy of the podcast, actually wrote into the show, episode 408. Listen to episode 408. All I have to say is I love Rod. Two exclamation points. I know nothing about any of the stuff with blacking it up or Elon, but I love how Rod is sitting here supporting Elon and giving the other side. Yes. Fuck people who were doing nothing but presenting their own side and accusing him of not having a conversation when there were zero opportunities for actual conversation. Hell yes, numbers matter. Hell yes, they're going to pretend that numbers don't matter because they don't have numbers. So happy to be back listening. Smiley face, love the show. Keep up the great work. Rachel, a.k.a. at Get Off My Planet on Twitter. Thank you. Yeah, she catching up. I forgot. Yeah, she was saying that she got behind. Yep, official cheesy of the show. She also wrote in episode 408 part two. Not part two. Just heard Karen's part. Okay, I gotta say, I love Karen. <laughs> Thank you. I love you both. Dear people, support your goddamn friends. This here is a prime example on why I love you both because you do, period. Smiley face, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, we do, man. We do. I couldn't respect myself if I didn't say shit. So, and uh, honestly, at some point, it is more about me, you know, because, uh, everything you do is about yeah, you. Yeah, everything. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's my friend and they have a show and I feel like I'm a fan and I just want to have my say too. If, if people get to say that he ain't shit, I feel like I should be able to say that he, uh, he is the shit and y'all ain't shit. Now, how you feel about it? You know, uh, bring it to their chest. Um, I've got enough cars by my man, Mike Felder, AKA at in the bleachers. Rod and Karen. I love Justin's response for cars. I'm going to use that. Yeah, we talked on the show about a guy who gave me his business card and Justin said, just say, I got enough cars and give it back. <laughs> yes. I love Justin's sponsor cars. I'm going to use that. As for the car payment, I've never had one. Got my first car from my parents when I was 15. Got my current car from my mom. I'm pretty much set for the next few years on the car front. I'll get into my 30s before I'm looking to buy a car. Uh, by that time, it'll also probably be the family car deal. Since I'm clearly racing towards adult marriage and badass mini felders climbing all over my SUV, leaving snot and doo doo butter everywhere. Yay! <laughs> oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, Felder. Hearing you talk about the car buying process is interesting, though. I do all of my shopping with that mindset. Someone's trying to screw me, and I need to come in with all my information in order. Thankfully, both of my parents and my grandparents, for that matter, are only buy new types. They buy new cars, they work the guys, and they get good deals. Mom and dad do it bang, bang style. They know what type of car they want, look for the lowest price, and then when someone gets into their wheelhouse, they ink a deal. My grandparents always buy cash, which obviously I won't be doing. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah, I think also, man, it's just weird to me that we as a people have just decided that this is the way something is going to work where it's like, oh yeah, yeah. These people are going to try to fuck you. They're going to try to use you as much as they can, take advantage of you, sell you the undercoat. You just have to say no to all that stuff. And it's like, why am I in a situation where we have to pretend like this is okay? Why can't you just say, 
uh let me just offer you the kind of car you want with no bullshit and i can just go yeah none of the bullshit please and they go okay well here's how much the car costs without all the bullshit thank you you know <laughs> instead of uh well i have a 700 dollars fee for my personal it's like well uh can you waive that fee because i don't want the car if you're not gonna waive that fee well i can waive the fee it's no problem it's like we'll see man you making money somewhere right like stop just stop just let's why you gotta fuck me um people who say that rental cars get treated like shit have clearly never rented a car themselves maybe their mom rented one for them or they just hear urban myths they never rented a car hell you can't even turn in a rental car without a full tank of gas right yes because they will charge you ten dollars a gallon to fill that bitch back up dude i like i really am like i really honestly i just think motherfuckers be talking mike Mm mm-hmm I really just think motherfuckers be talking like they haven't even thought about why what they said would make sense. Mm-mm. Like the one person in chat, well, all the damage is on the inside. Well, what does that mean? Eh, eh. What the fuck are you doing to a rental car in, uh, let's say a week that you are fucking up the inside of the rental car? Like what? And not- they're gonna charge you for that shit. If they got replaced them seats. That's a charge. Right. You know, they charge you to clean it. You no, smoke no, no. it. They, that's fifty dollars. He was talking about he wasn't even talking about the inside of the like that he's talking about the engine and shit and i'm like have you has anyone ever opened up the hood of a rental car uh no one has to Mm-mm. when's the last time you're like let me check out the hood of my rental car inside what's going on in the engine like it's just not one of those things man it's just very funny to hear people say shit because it's it's like I, you know what i think it might be too these are people that bought cars from dealerships or whatever and it's like whatever you do has to be the right answer. So you have to subconsciously shit on everything that's not your solution. So if you decided to buy used from a person, you decide to get a new car from a dealership, whatever, everyone else, because you did consider probably all the other options, everyone who did it another way is like, no, no, you fucked up. See, the reason you don't do that is because people treat rental cars like shit. You're like, yeah, but they really don't. Uh, well, Okay. And it's like, you know, and then if you come up to me and go, well, I'm going out from the dealership, I'll be like, oh, you probably had to pay for the $200 undercoat. You got played. You know, it's like, no, nah, actually, I'm just happy with my purchase and everything worked out so far. We'll see what happens in the future. But, yeah. odds, you know, odds are I feel you, good with this. Yeah, odds are if you buy a used car, period, guess what? It's going to be used. You know what used means? Especially if you buy it from like an individual person, somebody's farted in it, somebody's threw up in it, somebody's baby done shitted in it, somebody's done fucked in it. It's a lot of shit that happened in these vehicles. Right. Um, dog, I'm 100% um, with you on the go back to Africa thing. I ain't got no desire to go back to my motherland. Uh, to go back. My motherland is Perry, Georgia. That's where my people are from. I go there once a year and that's enough. As for Africa, nah, I'm good. I don't have a safari itch to scratch and I'm not into spirit, I'm not into spiritual at all. I don't need the sadness of going through the middle passage museums. I don't care about animals and I don't want to deal with the heat. North Carolina is hot enough for me in the summer. Uh, I wonder how his trip to New York was. I gotta ask him. Thank you for making dope shows. I enjoyed listening to it while I was in NYC this past weekend. Oh, there you go. The moment with Kev was some real shit as the sons of two longtime educators, as the son of two longtime educators and a boyfriend to a teacher, I feel for him. People don't understand the struggle and the fight and the hurt those people deal with on a daily basis, mm-hmm. feeling our helplessness. And then everyone else whose main goal for work is to get as much money as possible. Ain't telling that the them, truth, telling them that they're not doing enough. It's bullshit. It breaks my heart. I always rally for those folks. That's my number one thing to vote on. 
I'll gladly pay more taxes to help fund them better, both for from a salary and facility standpoint. Me too. Last thing on that. Yeah, honestly, it's funny because we get into these debates, especially in Charlotte right now, where uh, all this, uh, well, the teachers make too much. Uh, don't pass this thing, this budget increase for schools. Fire all these teachers. Get rid of them. Cut down on the staff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, when the kids stop getting good education, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, has anybody thought about that part of it? No, and nobody's even cared because it's getting to the point where they're charging for, so, even, even though public, quote unquote, public school is free, you charge parents so much money that a lot of parents, you know, can't even afford, like, now they charge for field trips, now they charge yeah, for Yeah, the, it's got to come from somewhere, and it, then, you know, when, like I said, when, when you drive these, these teachers out, you lower the standards for the people that get in, and yeah, they fucking the kids. Yeah, and then, you know, and people... Uh, I don't want to see our school systems get like it is in other countries where if you don't got money, you don't get educated. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's weird, man. I always vote for those people. And I think the real truth of the matter that nobody really wants to bring up is that we are not overpaying for schools. We're actually vastly underpaying. Yes, we are. Tremendously. To truly solve America's future, we would have to invest a tremendous amount in education the likes of which would never be approved by the government and by people like to actually literally say, we're going to turn uh, our education into the gold standard for the world. We would have to invest so much money, but we have access to these, the technology and all this stuff, but we would never be like, let's make sure we get every kid in the school an iPad. Let's get, let's start teaching these kids how to code and let's start teaching these kids, uh, you know, skills that, you know, are going to help them at a desk job someday, uh, behind a computer and not just, uh, necessarily uh, trade school. And, you know, then you have a whole contingent of other people that are like, no, get these kids in trade school. We'll always need somebody to construct some buildings. You know, it's like, all right, you know, we're at a crossroads. You know, we either have to put the foot on the gas all the way and really go go in and pay these uh, teachers and schools and, and become a first class education. Or we just keep letting that be private schools thing and we keep keeping it understaffed and, and it's every man for himself and. May whoever you know may the best kid come out on top and just leave it like that. But yeah, and and, yeah. and the thing about it too is that then people complain, why y'all going you know to other countries to get these educated kids because our school system just ain't pumping them out as much as people want to claim that we the best and we the brightest and we the smartest. You know, when you look at us in math and English and science we're not. and all these other things compared to other countries, yeah, we're we not. Are not. We but are if not. you ask somebody on the street, Americans are the best yeah, and the we're brightest number ever. one in everything. And you're like, nah, doll, other countries, and you know, statistically, it, it's, it's not saying this, but yet we... We we say we want to be top, but we don't want to invest the money that other countries do in their education systems. Uh, he also says, uh, last thing on the Dollar General story from Wednesday, I used to work retail. This little toy in toy store in Charlotte uh, was my first job in high school, and I loved it. We'd have um, we'd have badass rich kids in there, moms on cell phones, talking to each other while little Jackson and Carter and Isabella and Emma ran around and broke the fuck out of shit. We used to take turns scaring ah. the bejesus out of the little kids for with different toys and masks. They would go run back to their mommy, mommy, the man, the man, and their moms would hurry the hell up and leave. It was epic. 
keep up the good work and thanks for the blackout tips bump i'm due for a second contract and some other stuff felder hey no problem dude you're welcome we out here getting these people these jobs ain't that the truth um Derek writes in high rod and karen mandatory blackness exemption uh exemption okay i'm officially applying for an exemption to my mandatory blackness assignment i know that there has to be at least one exemption available and i'm officially claiming it i do not possess or the i do not possess the blank or literary prowess to put together the detailed report that you have demanded of us in order to keep our blackness in 2013 so hopefully the reasons that i will present to you will suffice and you will see fit to grant my 2013 exemption my wife and i have hosted the number one my wife and i have hosted the fourth of july party at our house every year since 2003 i make by far the best ribs of anyone in my family they are so good that no one in the family even bothers to serve ribs at any other family get-togethers all of my family and friends look forward to my ribs every year and before i forget to mention it we are the only people in the family who have a pool in our backyard and if i say so myself it's a nice freaking pool it's probably the only time during the year that some of the kids in my family get to go swimming you wouldn't want to deprive all these kids of their day in the swimming pool, would you? First of all, what the fuck are you doing knowing how to swim? That's already ah, it's already taking some of your blackness now. Number two, I grew up in the 80s. This should not need an ex- explanation, and the exemption should be granted immediately. What? It does need an explanation, and that's why your ass went on for six more sentences to explain, because it's not a given. Everybody grew up in the 80s. Uh, that's not young or very, very old. You haven't seen racial stereotypes until you've seen 80s television. Uh, we grew up in the 80s too, dog. <laughs> How you gonna get an exemption for some shit everybody did? These are normal. <laughs> the first one I, okay, the first one I could get. The second one is some normal shit though. Uh, I grew up on 80s television and thought it was the shit at the time. And the bad part about it is that I still watch nos- wax nostalgic about the 80s. Almost anyone who was in their 40s will co-sign me on this one. If you point figure require a point of reference, please go to Netflix, watch the first episode of Miami Vice. I watched all the episodes of Crockett and Tubbs, Solving Crimes. Bring it down. With that soft, soft Jerry Curl in that white suit. Bringing down various nefarious brown <laughs> drug dealers. Uh, if after watching the first 30 minutes, you don't see fit to grab my exemption, I will force myself to listen to Adam Carolla's podcast for 30 straight days. Well, enjoy that. That is a death sentence, and I do not want to die. Here's my Django reference. Don Johnson, who plays Big Daddy, was also Sonny Crockett. I know this. But how young does he think we are? <laughs> did we look in our 20s um, maybe it's a compliment I don't know <laughs> thank you sweetie I wish I was in my 20s I do know who fuck Don Johnson and Sonny Crockett are <laughs> what oh next thing gonna be like and, and Jaleel White played a circle on <laughs> oh Family man alright uh and since most of your audience is probably in their 20s, they probably don't know what Miami Vice was, that it was a TV show back in the 80s before it was a mediocre movie with Colin Farrell and Jamie Foxx, who also happened to be in Django. I hope that you like who I tied, how I tied that together. Um, yeah, the last part was good. Three, your podcast so effing good that it's gotten me to listen to some mediocre and just plain old bad black podcasts. I will not mention them by name, but I have to give some unlistenable podcast time out of my life that I will never get back. 
it may be that the blackout is so great so consistent and that all other podcasts pale in comparison are you tired of reading this yet if not i can send another email and break down late 80s early 90s hip-hop don't make me break down the big daddy Kane, public enemy nwa heavy d discography i'll do it and if that is not enough i will be forced to mail you a mantronics tape yep i said tape because i'm not sure those brothers were around long enough to make it to cd <laughs> number four and finally I have made it to my final reason to deserve black discard exemption. I'm a black man working at a Toyota dealership with 80% Asian clientele. I'm the only brother in my department since 2009. Not to mention that my boss, who happens to be a friend and is always honest with me, has told me that I can be abrasive at times. Okay, I'm sugarcoating it. He said that I can be a dick sometimes. But yet, I'm still employed at said dealership. I'm working at a white-owned dealership with a predominantly Asian customer base, and I'm still going strong. Respect the black man's survival skills. Rod and Karen, I need this exemption. You would not want to deprive all the black kids of my family a chance to get in the real swimming pool, would you? And if that's not enough, I'm married to a real sister. My wife was born and raised in South Central Los Angeles, and she is an alumni of HBCU, Tuskegee University. Doesn't get much blacker than that. I'm done. Derek D. Bates. Um, this, I don't know that this is an exemption. This is basically a, a an assignment. This is the assignment. You mentioned Django. And then you mentioned a bunch of shit about blackness that had nothing to do with the fucking movie, just like everyone else who wrote about that movie. So you got an A plus, sir. Yeah, yeah this is great. Uh, yeah. Only thing is, I didn't get tired of reading it, but I, I mean, I would have tapped out, except that you acknowledged that I should be getting tired of reading it, so I so I, I, I powered through. But uh, no, nah, that's definitely yeah. a, a you got your extension. You got your yeah. extension. No, no exemption. Just uh, you got you 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 won. You it's just an A plus Django assignment. You it doesn't matter how you framed it. So. All right, man. Um, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, um, 10 a.m. No guest, but, uh, hopefully we have an amazing show for y'all. Yes, yes, um, y'all. Thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, gonna stick around a couple extra minutes in the chat room so we can get Karen's camera working. Yes, let's do this. But, uh, yeah, blackouttips.com slash about all the contact info is there. Um, leave us five star review on iTunes, join Facebook, all that stuff. Really appreciate everybody who does that. Um, and, uh, until Sunday morning, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Plus, yeah, this the pooch. Ah, yeah. This happens on the block you every cowboy. day. Hey, Mike, get your guns and meet me in the back right now. Yeah. Everyone wants to be a cowboy. Grab your gun, boys. Olehi. 45 by my side, do he live? No, you shot your bullet, but the bullet went Desperado I pull out my gun and plug two like true God Pace one Yo, this is how the West was won Armado A true desperado Rappers wanna be actors, so they play the Jesse James Caracol And get they bones fracked You ain't got no guns, you off to the precinct Inside, tough guys are feminine like Sheena Eastman My Christ, son, still die Thrown off the building like the fourth guy Caved in the grave cause you didn't know how to huh. behave Playing cowboy, now you sleep with the slaves Who's the desperado? Selling bottles in the alley On some villain shit Wearing a mask like Jim Carrey yeah. With his gat cock stinking up the crack spot Pace one dies with both eyes on the jackpot The town that I'm from beggars eat cat chowder Sundance Kid is your everyday perk snatcher If you see him coming, you better start running like a terrorist I guarantee you he'll be bombing oh, dynamite, 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 Clef, I got the cash Yo, Let's skip town like Harlem Knights Ole.
everyone wants to be a cowboy. Grab your gun, boys. Ole, he. 45 by my side, do he live? We make this a stage coach. Right yeah. to the likes of roaches. If anyone approaches, we like noches, buenos. They're not supposed to pull for the mini gunslingers, R&B singers, perpetrating guns with two fingers. is perhaps one of the foulest. I inhale large clouds of smoke through my chow. Fucking that star. And write rhymes for hours. The ghetto miss Drinking whiskey What's sour. this scenario? Can't no other niggas in the barrio. From north to Ontario. Say less when we in stereo. Uh. Cause me and Rashi are rock the battles. It's apparent you're no talent cause you're blazing. Watch these rap bitches get all up in your pockets Then bounce with accountants that gave me good stock tips Cause props is up Niggas through the roof burning niggas like I'm 90 And for all your head beaters, bullet eaters The cheaters soon to be retreaters While mama seaters carry real heaters I rock the doobie and L rocks the newbie and twist Nine motherfuckers getting dicked Everyone wants to be a cowboy Grab your gun boys Olehi what you find by my side, do he live? Do yeah. When the outs hook up with the refugees and be more niggas in the NAACP. Coming up on weed of all types, smoking homegrown out tobacco pipes. No way to fold I can take your sunshine, piss in your wine, steal your contraband, walk away with your gold mine. So, ooh, ah, mama say, mama saw, mama mock. Fuck the sheriff, I shot John Wayne Push him off the runaway train In the movie Shane Yeah, me and that kid, um, what's his name? That would be me, young Z from No Brain Smoking pure from the whole food store While my whore slap cops like Zaza Galapagos Fuck, fuck what else is like them Islam brothers We march through your hood with a million motherfuckers So let's get high off the Fuji lot When the East is in the house like I'm Blase Blah When pandemonium strikes and midnight hits Four more splits off niggas and the lunatics On some absurd shit you talk back Hustling crack don't make you bigger Niggas who take your measurements quick don't make it quicker Stick and slide with vigor City streets hot like liquor 21 guns and shooting niggas from the roofing Got nerve to mouth about it in the way you claim you're moving Your whole style is loose and we gon' sew it like it's cotton You feel to recognize it, everybody could get gotten The bounty on your head says you dead by manana Pop babies whispering that there's a body drop behind the lot These blew up the spot and like the whole block Medina is the east side of town lounge Never till we own it Gun players, regular front pages, the bonus Life will keep existing as I'm shitting on opponents Life will keep existing as I'm shitting on opponents Olé.